Drive to the pass. Hold it. Defense. Number 33. Five-yard penalty. Automatic. First down. Greetings and welcome to the Roger Goodgrove's Officiating Podcast. I'm Sukdeep Puni and we have our resident zebra with us today. Roger, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Moved into my new house, which is um, a bonus. So, uh, yeah, it all went relatively smoothly other than it was first day of lockdown. Um, <laughs> oh. So I've got a month of no visitors to get it looking good. So, well, I wouldn't complain about that, to be <laughs> honest. I'd like nothing more than having to move and have no one come visit me for quite some time but each to their own i guess absolutely <laughs> yeah especially now being a books fan i, I definitely don't want anyone near my house at the minute <laughs> i won't rub yeah. it in we have yeah, we have I'm, no bucks plays um to review this week not that you made any of I'm, course but oh, oh sorry no. i said i wouldn't rub in no well that's fine as i said i was uh I was even contemplating whether I even wanted to do any podcasts this week. I've, I've pretty much feel like I'm done with football this week, but there you go. It, it's one of those things, you, you know, it gets you back in quite quickly. It does. You'll it? pick um, it back up again. I know, I know. Um, but today, we've got, <laughs> wow, I mean, we've certainly been kept busy by the officiating uh, last week. I mean, a number of decisions in my eyes could have sort of gone either way. Um, so, it's going to be an interesting topic and one particular play, which we'll go into, I don't think I've had that many messages on my phone, just ping, 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 <laughs> um, literally one after the other. Um, but we'll go into that later. But this one, the first game that we're going to talk about is the Colts and the Ravens. Now, this is probably, it's probably on par with the third one we're going to talk about, the um, ones that really, really infuriated me. So the Colts are... Uh, Winning 10-7. It's the third quarter. I believe it's 10-58 on the play clock. Uh, Philip Rivers um, does what Philip Rivers does. Throws it into traffic. Um, This time, Marcus Peters, uh, the Ravens corner, uh, grabs the ball. He's tackled um, by, um, obviously, some of the receivers there. And... The, spills the ball. The ball. The ball spills the ball, and it's called an incomplete pass on the field. That's I believe, correct. if if I can remember, um, all happened very quickly as well. Yeah. I think it'd be worth saying. Yeah, happened very quickly, and then it goes up for a review. Well, it went for review. Tell us what because happens. the Ravens challenged it. Yes, and. What happened then, Roger, with the challenge? Well, this is an interesting <laughs> one. And and Philip Rivers, um, quite rightly, has taken to press conferences and said, worse to the effect of, nobody who's ever played football would consider that a catch. And I tend to agree with him. If you asked 100 men in a bar, 100 people in a bar maybe, uh, you know, was that a catch, was that not a catch, then the answer would be no. So it fails the ultimate test um of you know is it or isn't it however so if we get back to how we got to where we got to why was it a catch 
and should it have been a catch? So let, let's start with the basics. So it was reviewed because the Ravens requested it and they challenged the call. And if you look at it and slow it down, the defender, whilst he's going backwards, which is also in a weird part of the, the play, does indeed get control two feet down, which are the two starting components, and then needs to do a football move. Or in the case of uh, what he did, he got a third foot down, which is the equivalent of a football move. And as a result, that was a catch. He then dropped the ball. Therefore, it's a fumble. So it's a catch and fumble. His team recovered it, um, and therefore it was overturned. So to look at this one, we need to go back a little bit. Um, the reason we are where we are is because prior to 2018, the NFL catch rule was different. Um, it was more similar yeah. to the college catch rule, which is you had to have control two feet down and then time. Um, that time wasn't defined. It was a, a general feeling about um, ha has he had time to defend himself? Has he had time to do a football move? That, that sort of equivalent. Back in leading up to 2018, there were a number of plays that people complained about because whilst they were correctly ruled, people felt, the 100 people in the bar rule, that that should have been a catch. And a, a very famous one of those was the Des Cortic play. Um, Des got control of the ball in the air, landed a couple of feet down, and then dove for the goal line. Um, as he hit the goal line and the ground at the same time, the ball spilled out. Now, in the old yeah. rule, he was going to the ground without having done a football move first, and as a result of the ball spilling out, he didn't survive the ground, therefore it's incomplete. So they tried to come up with a, a change in the wording, and they introduced one in 2018, where the third step becomes a football move and a football move like reaching the ball for the goal line is also one. So Des caught it in the new rules he would have done. He got control of the ball. He got two feet down. He, he reached out for the goal line. That's his football move. That would have been a completed pass. It wouldn't then matter that he spilt it when he got to the ground because the ball had crossed the goal line. Yeah. And therefore, it was play was over. It was a touchdown. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so moving moving forward, the, the the unintended consequences of changing the rule to make a third foot be equivalent to another football move or tuck the ball or reach for the goal line, etc., is you get a play like this, where everybody would say, Well, there's no way that's a catch. However, because the rule has changed to say a third foot equals to a football move, if you've got the third foot then it is. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, so it's an unintended consequence of the rule change. It's correctly ruled on the on in replay, not on the field, sorry, correctly ruled in replay because the third foot was down. But to everybody else, yeah. that shouldn't have been the catch. Um, if you'd ask yeah. you know, the man in the street, then they would have gone, no, there's no way that's a catch. Too quick. It was over before he did, didn't really have control of it before he went to the ground. It's not yeah. interception. But that is the way the rule's written. Yeah. And that was, I mean, I remember having a, a press call with um, Troy Vincent, um, who's uh, one of the VPs of the officiating department. And we talked about, you know, 
had they looked at the implications of the rule change and how many plays that would have fallen into this sort of category of, well, we wouldn't really want it to be a catch, but by the new definition, it would be a catch. Um, You know, how, how many of those were there? And there were quite a few. And when they happened like this, that's when people go, the rule needs to be changed. But they wanted the rule changing back in 2018, so you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Do you see the Rules Committee sort of looking at this maybe in a different light? Um, To be honest, no. And I I think it works most of the time. And that's really the thing. It can be officiated. It can be objectively ruled upon in replay. There will be the occasional one like this or like the other week where we had that Doyle one where we talked after consideration that him pulling the ball into his body was the football move, therefore he didn't need to survive the ground. Um, There will be occasional ones where you think, "Mm, yeah, it doesn't quite look like it should be a catch. But overall, more often than not, yes, it works. And therefore they won't just change it because of one play. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for that, Roger. Um, As I say, very interesting. And yeah, I mean, like you said, when you sort of look at it from the surface, maybe, you know, obviously the right decision has been made. But at the same time, just watching it as a football fan, I find that quite frustrating that such a call can be given. But at the end of the day, if those are the rules, yeah, those are indeed. the rules. Okay then, Roger. So we're going to move on to the next section, um, or incident, shall we say. So this is coming from the Bills-Seahawks game. Now, it wasn't very much as something that um, the officials have done wrong, because at the end of the day, it was up to, shall we say, the Bills coaching staff to challenge this. Um, But this was a a touchdown. Uh, Gabriel Davis uh, ruled short in the third quarter. Um, a lot of the replays seem to suggest that his foot was in the green, but what are your sort of thoughts on this particular one? And why do you think, I mean, it's difficult to understand why, but Buffalo obviously did not challenge it. So um, could they have maybe got away with it? Had they challenged it? Maybe got the touchdown? So let's start with what happened. So uh, we had um, a, a run where the receiver gets close to the end zone and is ruled to be out of um, on the white, um, just short of the goal line, uh, reaches the ball towards the, the pylon at the same time. Um, viewed from down the line, his left foot hits what appears to be inbounds with his right or to well with his heel of his left foot hanging out over the white now looking from an officiating point of view you've got two people watching this you've got the person who's standing looking down the goal line at the pylon and he's deciding whether or not the ball has breached the pylon and you have a short wing official who's looking directly down the line and he'll be looking to see where the feet go out of bounds. Now, I think the issue here from the what happened was the heel hangs over the white. The heel doesn't actually touch the ground. And you can see that, but you can only see it from the angle that isn't where the short wing is. Um, so I think he probably saw the heel over the white, looked like he'd stepped down with the heel onto the white and therefore ruled it incomplete. I think that's what happened. Now, 
what happened next was that the Bills rushed to the line. They've just got a long play. Um, they're very close to, to going in. They tried to get in for the next couple of plays, failed, and then ended up with a field goal. Then replay showed, um, or should say TV showed, the replay of the run in more detail. And it does look like uh, Gabriel does get his foot inbounds. There is clearly a little bit of green where his toes are, but you can then see underneath his heel that it doesn't look like his heel's coming down. Now, if they'd have challenged it, I'm not sure they'd have won it, unless we had another camera angle, which was looking directly down that line. Because we saw an angle that looked really from the, the pylon play looking down the goal line. So we can't see the definitive angle that would have showed whether or not it was or wasn't. So unless there was another TV replay that wasn't seen, then I don't think it would have been overturned. It would have stood as called. Um, but with another TV angle, it's possible. Now, the Bills rushing to the line probably didn't even see what replay there was available and therefore didn't think it was worth challenging. They'd done a good play. They got very close to the goal line. They were probably going to score from one yard out normally. So did it matter? Probably not. Uh, as it happened, they end up with a field goal instead. And that's, you know, hindsight is easy. Hmm. No, definitely um, understand that. Um, but at the same time, against the Seahawks, you want to capitalise on everything, don't you? You know, any points that you can get. Uh, ideally. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. But there you have it. Um, one of the games in the AFC South, so this was between the Texans and the Colts. Sorry, Texans. And Jags. Texans yeah. and the Jags. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm still reading about the Philip Rivers <laughs> one. That's why. So this is the play clock, clock incident. So uh, this is the one that I got a number of messages about. So... <laughs> This was the Will Fuller touchdown. Um, so the ball is snapped, in my opinion, probably two, three seconds after the clock, play clock's at zero. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts of this one in the third quarter? Well, we talked about these types of plays in a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about the mechanics that actually happened. So let's just review those. What should happen is the back judge is looking at the play clock as it counts down. As the play clock hits zero, he transitions from looking at the play clock in the end zone to looking at the snap. And if the snap's happening, there's no delay of game. And there could be as much as a quarter of a second difference between the transition from the play clock view to the, the field view. And it's not designed to be like a basketball um, clock that you know instantly it runs out, that's over. It's designed to just stop the, the offense um, consuming too much time off the game clock rather than the play clock. To keep them going, keep the, the, the play moving. In this particular example, it does look like the back judge fell asleep. Um, there were clearly something like two to three seconds um, past the play clock expiring. It should have been a delay of game. It should have been a five-yard penalty. Instead, maybe the Jags, thinking that a, a flag was going to be thrown on it, eased up a bit and then weren't in position or were just fractionally caught off guard. Therefore, the safety you know, wasn't in the right position by a yard would have made the difference. Who knows? But either way, it ended up in a touchdown. Now, <clears throat> all touchdowns are reviewed. Um, so quite rightly, a lot of people said, well, touchdowns being reviewed by replay, surely they can take that off and say, well, it shouldn't have happened because the clock expired. Unfortunately, replay doesn't have 
the right to look at every single aspect of the play. And the play clock is not one of the things that Reed Blake can look at. In the same way that nowadays they couldn't look if um, Fuller had pushed off um, and had an offensive pass interference on the play, even though he caught the ball, it was reviewed. Yeah. That is not a reviewable aspect of the play. So it's unfortunate. Replay could do nothing about it, um, despite obviously knowing what had gone on. All they could do was look at the aspects of the actual play. Did the receiver catch the ball? Did he cross the line? That's all they can look at in that example. And it's an unfortunate one. I suspect um, we could see a, a suspension of an official in this case because it is so egregious. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right there. I mean, I, I recall, obviously, the one of the original podcasts in which we discussed this. And, you know, I was in a much better position to advise people who were messaging me <laughs> about sort of the rules. And I did use that. I did use the, um, the basketball analogy that you gave me previously. So, you know, we're learning. We're learning good. a lot in this podcast. Good, good. So thank you for that, Roger. Um, I, I just wish the back judge was learning at the same time. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. But there you go. Um, the next incident we're going to talk about is between the Raiders and the Chargers. So this was the last play of the game. Um, Herbert touchdown throw on the field. It's given as a touchdown. But like you said, as any um, scoring touchdown is reviewable. And all of a sudden, things went from being absolutely ecstatic for the Chargers to then being glum. So, discuss this one yeah, for us. Uh, I mean, this one, the, I thought, was the Chargers just can't get a break at the moment, can they? I mean, you know, they they have leads that then people come back and 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 win on them. It looked like yeah. this was just turning around, and the reverse was going to happen. They were down. They come back to lead the game and walk off the field with a, a, a game-scoring a TD or a game-winning TD and an extra points, and it just didn't happen. Um, from a, an officiating point of view, this is, again, one of those plays that just shows that different people looking in at the play are going to get different viewpoints. So it was ruled a touchdown on the field. The deep wing was in the corner near the pylon, saw the player going up, come down, looked to make sure he had the ball when he came up off the ground, and he did. Didn't see the ball going to ground because he was shielded by the player. TV view on the opposite side clearly shows that as the player was going down to the ground, he dropped the ball, and he didn't survive the ground. So he had control, two feet, but as he was going to the ground, he needs to survive it, and during his process towards the ground, he dropped the ball. So it's a it's, it's a gutting one for the Chargers, but, you know, it's one of those things that correctly ruled in replay anyway. And can understand why it wasn't ruled on the field because you can't see it when you're looking, um, when you're on the sideline there. No, I agree. And I think out of all the um, calls we're going to discuss, this was the most obvious one for me, you know, looking at the replay. Like you said, an initial aspect, you couldn't see it, but having... Seen the replay, most definitely the right decision. Um, we've got two incidents now with the next game we're going to talk about. So this is between um, the Arizona Cardinals and the Miami Dolphins. So the first one was a very strange play. So this was in the first quarter. It's 7-7. Uh, so both teams are, are tie, 
Tua is trying to look at making a play. Um, he can't find anyone to sort of throw to. So he decides to chuck the ball out only as he's throwing the ball out. It's caught by Thompson uh, from the Arizona Cardinals. Um, what happens here, Well, Roger? as you say, it looked like Tua was actually trying to throw the ball away. He was right by uh, going out of bounds, wanted to get rid of it rather than take a sack, throw the ball, what should have been high, over the top of anybody, out of bounds. Um, he's allowed to do that and then get on with the next play, still having the ball. Unfortunately, he threw it straight at the defender. Defender was very close to the sideline. Now, he got lucky, really, because the defender was that close to the sideline that he was his foot was already on the sideline. And uh, although it was ruled a catch uh, on the field, when it went to replay, they could see that the player was already out of bounds that caught it. Now, a player who is out of bounds makes a ball touching that player out of bounds. So a loose ball out of bounds, touching a player that's out of bounds, is play over, incomplete blast, move on. Um, it's just an unfortunate one for um, the, the defender that he had a foot out of bounds already because he was gifted one otherwise. So the, the interesting one there is that the, the out of bounds player makes the ball out of bounds. And that's uh, the, the bit that... Uh, People might not have understood. He could have, if he'd have got his feet back in, in bounds and re-established himself and caught the ball, that would have been fine. He's allowed to go out of bounds as a defender. Sometimes receivers aren't allowed to go, but defenders are. And come back in. And if he'd have got back in and then caught the ball, it would have been fine. Fantastic uh, for that, Roger. Um, the next one, obviously, from the same game is um, end of the... Um, well, towards the end of the game. So this was a touchdown um, given to Daniels. So this was for Arizona. Um, highly contested here. So Byron Jones at the same time, him and Daniels, you can see they're both grabbing the ball at the same time. Um, the ruling, um, was the ruling on the field given as a No, it touchdown? was actually given that um, it was incomplete and that he'd not got the ball oh, okay. in, in possession before rolling out of bounds. So this one was challenged was by the it. Cardinals. Um, and, and, and what you have, we, we've spoken previously about plays like this, where two players go up for the ball. As mentioned, so just summary again, both players have equal rights. So there is no, the uh, offensive player's got the right to the ball, defensive player has to give way. They're both playing the ball, they can both catch it. Now, the, the important thing with the catch is you have to establish all the elements of the catch. You have to have control of the ball. You have to then get two feet or one body part down inbounds. And if you're going to the ground, you need to survive that ground. And what we had here is that both players go up for the ball. And it looks like the defenders actually got control of the ball before the receiver has. However, still hasn't completed the catch because whilst he has control, he's then got to get the body parts down or feet down in order to be a catch. So as they're both falling to the ground, the receiver wrestles it away from him and then as he's slightly nearer to the ground as they're falling he gets a knee inbounds which means that's the one body part you need uh, and then survives going to the ground when he rolls over so he basically takes it away from the other guy whilst in the air and is first to, to have all the component parts the control and the body part down no that's um 
as I say, very good explanation there, Roger. Um, that sort of caps it off. Um, we've had that by very quickly. I did, yeah. I mean, Roger. we say there were controversies, but um, so most of them, other than the Jags one, um, well, Jags Texans one, uh, you know, they're, they're fairly easy to understand. They might have some just odd rule elements in there, but um, they are generally speaking, well-officiated, even if unusual or even if we don't agree with them, they are right by rule. Um, It's just understanding what component parts go into making the call. Exactly right. And, you know, that, I believe, caps it off for week... Are we week nine now? Yep, so week ten. Yeah, halfway through the season already. It's going... Yeah, going really fast now and... You know, every game now is important and with each important game, we need to make sure that, you know, the officiating is also on par with that, um, you know, because now it's sort of the nitty gritty time for, you know, these franchises on whether, you know, there's so many implications there, playoff implications, seeding implications, first pick of the draft (laughs) implications, you know. Um, Yes, indeed. So, yeah, so exciting times for all, but... Um, anything further you'd like to no, add, no, Roger? All good, all good. Just making the most Fantastic. of uh, well, having my new house and uh, my new TV, which arrived. So um, um, I was very excited to get going on Sunday and uh, uh, was making the most of my man cave. Why not? Why not? That's what it's there for. We need. There's not much to look forward to at the moment <laughs> with everything that's going on. So we hope, you know, even by listening to us, you know, it's a bit of an escape for you guys. So um, thank you very much for listening and we will see you next week. 